podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge, and today we're going to be breaking down Season 2, Episode 19 of Hannah Montana. It's called Lily's Mom Has Got It Going On, and as promised, my guest today is Courtney Sile. <laughs> She's all I want, and I waited for so long. Full disclosure, that's the third time we've done this opening. <laughs> we've had to record the intro. This is, this is the third time we're recording the intro, and we've said it exactly the same every time. <laughs> Podcast, you're being real shit today. It always happens when I'm recording with other people or when I'm recording trailer trash. It never happens when I record a Ramsey's, and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've i had my share of issues with the platform, but I mean, it was working fine today until I started working with you. <laughs> I, I think it's me. I honestly, I think it's me. I think, I think my personal squadcast is just broken. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, welcome. This episode, <laughs> uh, to quote us from our previous two tri- times that we tried to intro... <laughs> I was really looking forward to this episode, and then I watched it, and I was like, that's all it was? <laughs> and then I was like, well, at least it had more of a plot than the last three episodes I've been on, which were the bathroom episode, the um, sleepwalking sleepwalking one, and I don't remember the third one. <laughs> the handcuff one. Oh, that one was okay. That one was also Lily and Miley are fighting, though, so... Yeah. I'm on a lot of those too, but I got some some sweet Rico moments in this one. Although the B plot, disaster. It was two seconds long. <laughs> it was it was something. Um I I have no idea if I had seen this episode before or not. If I had, it was like once and that was it. Yeah, I feel like at this point I'm just tricking my brain into thinking I've seen these before, but I don't think I have. <laughs> Going into it, I was like I mean, there's no reason why I wouldn't have seen it, but I, n- none of it was particularly familiar to me. I'll say that. I, and I, I was hoping that it would answer more of my questions about who all in Miley's orbit knows the Hannah secret. And it really didn't. I mean, like it kind of did, but it didn't go as I deep have, as I wanted it to. I have more questions, actually. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, how much do you think Heather Locklear got paid to be on screen for five minutes? That's a good question. I wonder if that is public information. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about her previous working relationships with Disney or the Cyrus family or whoever. Can I can I dish some hot Heather Locklear drama? Yeah. So I've been watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because I am what? Trash. Um and I just finished season 10 and I, I've only seen season 10 and now half of season one because I because I realized that all of the seasons of every Real Housewife is on Peacock. And so I've been starting over from the beginning of Beverly Hills. They used to have all of Beverly Hills on Hulu because that's where I first attempted to watch Real Housewives. And I started at the beginning. I'm, I'm not somebody that can just jump in in the middle. I'm such a completionist. <laughs> No, so I only watched season 10 because I didn't know that they, the rest of the seasons were anywhere else because I was like, they're not on Bravo and they're not on Hulu. So like, who knows where they're at? Turns out they're on Peacock. But anyways, Denise Richards is on season 10. And oh, yeah. She has some drama with Heather Al Locklear in her past. Lisa Renna was like talking about the Heather Locklear Denise Richards drama. And I was like, what is this? That was this? a long time ago. And it was a long time ago. And I was like, why are they bringing up this thing from 2006? Yeah, we were like very young when that was happening. Yeah, and I guess all it was was that the Denise dated Heather's ex-husband for like a month or something. I think that like Denise Richards and Heather Locklear used to be like best friends. And then either her husband cheated with Denise Richards or they'd like dated after they got divorced or something, but there was like an uncomfortable overlap and the fact that they were friends. I mean, it is kind of a betrayal. (laughs) And also I guess he's the guitarist for Bon Jovi or something. (laughs) Something like that. He's yeah. He's in some band like that. I don't know which one. (laughs) I don't know. That's like all I know about Heather Locklear in this moment is that she and Denise Richards had beef at one point. 
that's pretty much all I know about Heather Locklear as well. Um, I did think it was <laughs> interesting that her character on the show is also named Heather. Why do they <laughs> insist on doing this? Isn't that also the same with Brooke Shields? No. <sighs> oh God. I don't um, I think I think Brooke Shields' character is named something different, but I can't be confident. Um, <laughs> so can we talk about off the bat, or should we wait till the end, about does Lily's mom know the Hannah secret? Because obviously she does by the end. Just to confirm, Brooke Shields' character's name is Susan Stewart. Okay. Boring. <laughs> Not. Uh, and according to the Hannah Montana wiki, her name is Susan Beatrice Stewart. And it also has... Oh, and her maiden name was Shields. That's that's where we were confused. <laughs> okay, there it is. <laughs> Susan Beatrice Shields? Yeah. Well, nay Shields, now Stuart. Um, it also has her birthday and date of death on her Wikipedia page. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, it says that she died on June 25th, 2003. How on earth would you know that? Is it just deduction? Because it says... She died of a terminal illness three years prior to the start of the show. So they just were like, okay, what's exactly three years before <laughs> Montana premiered? I, I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I guess. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, we can talk about Lily's mom. <laughs> well, she's got it going on. So <laughs> Everyone has the hots for her. Every character on this show is horny for Lily's mom. That's like the whole crux of it, basically. Yeah, because, like, there's a PTA meeting, I guess, at the Stewart household for some reason. Yeah, yeah, I, we have to talk about this PTA meeting, because everybody, (laughs) everybody brought their own food for this PTA meeting that the Stewarts are hosting, and it's, like, a topic of conversation that everybody brought vegetarian dishes, which Robbie Ray is, like, very not into. He's like, this is America, we eat meat here. And Heather Truscott, Lily's mother, agrees with him. But I need to talk about one specific item that was brought to this PTA meeting because I have so many questions about it. Is it the brain butter? (laughs) Yes. Somebody brought what appears to be chocolate pudding, but it's actually fast-acting prune butter. And, like... The joke is that it is a fast-acting laxative, basically. Yeah. And Jackson has, like, two spoonfuls and then has to leave the room. And Miley eats, like, she, like, takes a dollop of it on her finger, eats it, and then immediately has to leave the room. Why would you bring a laxative to a PTA meeting that is so strong that a single bite of it sends you running? Why, why, why would you bring that to somebody's house for a PTA meeting? That's not, that's not a potluck food. That's a medical, that's like medicine. That's like, that's, why, why on earth? It's not like you could like have it for dessert or whatever. You couldn't have a bowl of it. Like, it would would be disruptive to the meeting that like everybody would like try it and then like have to leave and go shit. Like, well, Elise. They do have 30 bathrooms in their house, so it's going to be okay. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But, but if you're there for a meeting, wouldn't it be disruptive if everybody kept having to leave the meeting because they had had a single taste of this fast-acting prune butter? And then had wild diarrhea from it. <laughs> it All of this was just so Disney Channel could squeeze in a poop joke, you know? Like, I... Uh... <laughs> Can we also talk about the line looks like an angel but eats like a truck driver? <laughs> yes, I don't care for it because it's the it's the trope. It's um it's cool girl from Gone Girl where it's like she maintains a size 2 figure but loves pizza and hot dogs and beer. <laughs> because all of these people leave the PTA meeting and Miley and her dad are like, "Oh, your no pork pork chops were so good or whatever." And then they all come back in and Lily's mom is literally ordering like an all meat pizza with a bucket of bacon on the side. Ugh, like that's a woman. Like, 
I it, not it, the biggest fan. <laughs> no, and then Jackson comes in and is like, "Oh, because can we get Lily's mom in a bikini or whatever?" Like, this it's whole something along those off, lines. It just starts off so gross. <laughs> it's just, I mean, most of the episode is all of these children just talking about how much they want to fuck this middle-aged woman who's the then, mom of like their best friend, by the way. And then Robbie says, I'll wrestle you for the bacon with like a flirty toad. And I'm like, this is a children's show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It (laughs) is Oliver's. I also think that Lily's very chill about her parents being divorced. (laughs) It also seems like it was relatively recent. Yeah. It seems like it happened like within the last year or so. Like, Lily makes a comment that she hasn't seen her mom smile at a guy since the divorce, which implies that it was, like, really recently. Like, probably yeah. within the time frame that we've been watching the show. Like, if- I I think we only ever hear about her mom. We never hear about her dad. We meet her dad eventually. It's played by John Cryer from Two and a Half Men. Jeez. Oh, really? <laughs> right? <laughs> Do you think his name is in universe is John Truscott? <laughs> oh God! You know he was in um not to like go on a tangent, which is what we're really really good at doing. Um, I was watching the Flash, <laughs> the the CW show, <laughs> and there was a big crossover with Supergirl and Arrow and all that bullshit. And John Cryer mm-hmm. was in it as Lex Luthor, which I think I did know that is <laughs> not a role for him. <laughs> So <laughs> my God. So I went to Lily's Wikipedia on Disney yeah. Wiki. Um, her dad's name is Ken. Ken Truscott. Yes, but it is Heather and Ken Truscott. It also says under other relatives, Oliver Jr. parentheses future son, <laughs> and Oliver Oaken parentheses boyfriend slash future husband. What? Is I don't think the, they Is this for the reboot we're never getting? <laughs> like I don't think that that's actually part of it. I think that's more like Lily has just like offhandedly said that. I don't think they do like a flash forward where no, <laughs> where I don't think so. Lily has a child named Oliver Jr. First of all, stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And oh man. I, I also was like, well, Robbie, everyday Oliver's mom, because we never hear about Oliver's dad either. <laughs> Just make the rounds on all of Miley's friends' moms. Do we ever meet yeah. Oliver's mom? Hmm? Do we ever meet Oliver's mom? I don't think so. Do you want me to look up Oliver's Wikipedia page? Let's just read the Hannah Montana Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to cut most of this. Oliver smoking. Um, no, leave it in. This is interesting. <laughs> Look, I don't have very many notes on this episode because not much happened. So, um, well, here's one thing I've immediately learned that for a Hannah Montana video game, Oliver was voiced by somebody other than Mitchell Musso, and it's the guy that voices Sonic the Hedgehog. Ben Schwartz? No, no, like in in the video games, like in Sonic Boom, it's the guy that voices Sonic. Oh. He he also does a lot of other things. He was like the narrator for like a few seasons of Say Yes with the Dress. He's the voice of an Apex Legends character. Oh. But I that's funny to me. I, I had the Hannah Montana DS game. This was for Hannah Montana Spotlight World Tour. Was that what it was? I don't know. I'm gonna Google that. <laughs> Just we're really playing with fire here because like we don't know when Squadcast is going to say no to us and we're just yeah. like, not even talking about the episode. Um I had the Hannah Mon- I think it was just called Hannah Montana the game. And you just like it was very I know like that there were multiple Hannah Montana video games. Yeah. No, this one was just for the DS was just Hannah Montana. Um So this is the the Liz McGuire game. Did you ever play that? Yeah, I'm familiar. Um, it says that he lives with his mother, Nancy Oaken, who's a police officer, his overprotective father, and a little brother. I have heard nothing about the father or the little brother. I only know about the mom. Who is the person in charge of the Hannah Montana Wikipedia who's just, like, coming up with backstories for everybody? Yeah. Um. I also... There's some inconsistencies in this. <laughs> I... <laughs> 
oh my god we're only like three minutes into this episode <laughs> there's just so much to unpack with her mom being present yeah the busting open man none of this is actually telling me about the like parentheses future child that is mentioned on both of their wikipedia pages <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm really curious about. I guess I just have to wait and see. I'm telling you, it's for the reboot. That's never going to happen. <laughs> I was saying um, in the episode that I recorded with Alana this morning that um, when they inevitably do a Hannah Montana reboot, to please, for the love of God, hire me as head writer. Um, oh, <laughs> I think you've earned it at this point. <laughs> I I agree. And by the time that that happens, this project will be over, and I will I will probably be like the world's foremost Hannah Montana historian. So. Yeah. You'll be in charge. That's what I always yeah. say about the Harry. If they ever make Harry Potter into a TV show, I please want to be a writer. I want them to do it so bad, but like I don't know how to do it without giving J.K. Rowling money. So yeah, I'm like, either. wait until she dies or something. I don't know. Anyways, anyway, <laughs> so, I'm gonna have a field day editing this. Okay, in my notes, I wrote in all caps. Her name in universe is also Heather. Enough. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, they're flirting with each other, and, like, I assume Robbie asked her on a date, because she just says, it's a date, and then Lily and Miley are like, we're gonna be sisters, and that's the plot, is that they want to be sisters. Yeah, this is classic Miley and Lily get too invested in something too fast, and that's the conflict of the plot. <laughs> I <laughs> I wrote so much in my notes about that laxative, like, potluck dish. <laughs> Because, like, they literally put it on their finger and just, like, lick it. And then Lily and Miley are both like, and they both run off to the, the one of the 30 bathrooms in the house. Yeah. Why? Why would you bring this to a potluck? I don't. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I wrote, they get excited that they're, quote, going to be sisters. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Uh, spoiler, everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at school the next day, uh, Lily <laughs> tells Miley to tell uh, Robbie Ray that he should wear his earring because her mom has a thing for pirates. And Miley says that her dad loves an excuse to wear his puffy shirt. <laughs> there, the, the fact that Robbie Ray has just one earring... Is mm-hmm. sus. Is a little sus. <laughs> a little I also want to. I also want to bring up that, like later when we see him about to go on the date, his hair so bad. I was. I. I literally wrote, "Oh, the hair is so greasy, and the shirt it is, is so wrinkled." It looks like, like he. Ha- it, it looks like you know what it looks like. He went on like a camping trip mm-hmm. where like there was no plumbing, and he came back and he hadn't taken his shower yet. It looked it, like it was like six days worth. Of grease in that hair. Yeah. And it was awful. It was like six days of dry shampoo. Like, yeah, yeah. Not, it was, not it was good. so flat. The, where was the volume? Where were the highlights? The Rachel was depleted that day. Like, Rachel would never leave the house with her hair looking like that. Also, like, his spray tan didn't look good either. Like, his skin was kind of like weird looking. Do you think he had to film that scene like directly after rehearsal for Dancing with the Stars or something? And that's why he looks so gross. Oh, maybe. Maybe he was wearing the same shirt too, and that's why it was wrinkly. <laughs> Did he do like, <laughs> the, the puffy tango? shirt? Was he doing like the tango or something? <laughs> oh my God. Um Oliver <laughs> Oliver offers his input for what Lily's mom should do which is to wear a dress that she wore to some other event because she looked so hot. And I'm like, why is Lily okay with her best friend, who is her future boyfriend, having such a big crush on her mom? I mean, she doesn't seem to have a problem with everyone thinking her mom is hot. Can I just say this? It kind of seems like Oliver's maybe jacked it thinking about Lily's mom before just based oh, off of like he had that too. memory at the ready of what she looked like in that dress that red dress that she wears yeah same with Jackson you know Jackson was thinking about her in a bikini in the jacuzzi like oh god <laughs> <laughs> which like I maybe in real life um Jason Earls and Heather Lockley are closer to the same age than we think so <laughs> 
I mean, I don't want to put anything of the sort onto Jason Earls, but <laughs> Jackson and Oliver definitely <laughs> just horny teenage boys. How is Disney so okay with all their teenage boys being so horny? I don't get it. I don't get how that's considered appropriate um, for children's television. I don't remember this many poop jokes when I was a kid. I didn't even like poop jokes when I was a kid. I don't like Mm -hmm. them now. I didn't like them then. I never thought they were funny. Are they just supposed to be there for like, like, I I hate to say a stereotype, but like, to like young boys like it like i would well, assume what young boys are watching hannah montana the gay the ones only <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing i think they were trying to appeal to that young boy audience on the disney channel a lot because the disney channel was quote unquote for girls and nickelodeon was for boys because nickelodeon was definitely grosser than the disney channel but i feel like disney is that why really- i didn't like nickelodeon as much because it was grosser Maybe, because I really liked Nickelodeon a lot more than Disney Channel, but I also had brothers and a dad who liked Nickelodeon, so, you know, watched a lot of Spongebob. But yeah, I I would say Nickelodeon definitely has grosser shows, like A Real Monsters and But Ugly Martians was a show that was on for like a second. Uh, Spongebob is disgusting. Cow and Chicken is disgusting. Rin and Stimpy was on Nickelodeon for like a hot minute. 90s Nickelodeon is not good. (laughs) Rocco's Modern Life. Disgusting. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever watched any of the shows you just mentioned. <laughs> I watched all of them. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I truly think that's probably what it was. All these middle-aged men in the Hannah Montana writer's room going, how do we get eight-year-old boys to also watch Hannah Montana? And not go, ew, girl show. Poop jokes. It's stupid. It's derivative. But, but. like, But like all the boys on Disney Channel are so horny. I don't get it. Like, if they weren't into girls, why would all the boy characters be so horny? I don't know. This is somebody is out there. Somebody out there has probably written like a rhetorical analysis on um, the horny little boy trope on the Disney Channel. I would love to read that. Please send academic papers my way. If you've ever written your dissertation about the Disney (laughs) Channel, please send them to us because I will read them. I would read that, yes. I would a thousand percent read it. Anyway, <laughs> Miley and Lily uh, decide to make each other lists of all the things that their parents should do to maximize the chances of them becoming sisters. Mr. Corelli enters the classroom wearing a massive sombrero, and then he takes it off t- to reveal, like, a German hat. Mm-hmm. What's, like, the name of that kind of hat? It's, like, a... The Trilby? No. No, you'd like wear it with like later hose. It's yeah. it's I'm like a fedora, but it has like a tiny little feather. It's like an alpine hat. And then uh, you take that off and he is wearing a beret uh to show off the wonder of international relations. Tyrolean hat. This also just says alpine hat. Yeah. It's like a fedora, <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say big blackjack energy for or Jack Black energy. Blackjack Black energy. energy. <laughs> Jack Black energy for Mr. Corelli. Mr. Corelli wants to be Jack Black with his whole heart. It is his greatest aspiration in life to He is just acting Jack Black. He, he is one of those act those character actors who's giving 120%. He's doing all of the accents he can. He went full Shrek for a minute. Like Oh man. <laughs> He did go full Shrek for a minute. Um, so, did, so did Miley, though. Miley responded with her Scottish accent, which was not great. But she's 15. I'll give her <laughs> they really want the audience to remember that it's about to be International Relations Week for the freshmen. They mention it like five times before it actually comes up. And like Lily and Miley like never acknowledge it. It is the Chekhov's gun of the episode, the fact that it is International Relations Week. Like, they are so building up International Relations Week. That's what it's called, right? Like, when Mr. Corelli sends them that thing. The video message or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, International Relations Week. Yeah. (laughs) They're, like, building and building to it like it's going to be some huge thing. And I guess it does kind of, like... It is kind of the climax of the episode, but it didn't go the way I was expecting it to. I was expecting that Miley and Lily were going to be so caught up 
in this situation with their parents that they were going to completely forget to do absolutely any work for International Relations Week and they were going to get in huge trouble and like their parents were going to have to come to school or something. That's not what happened. No, because they were very (laughs) well prepared for this class. (laughs) They were. They really had us thinking that they weren't paying any attention, but they were in fact prepared. So I don't know why they like. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I know I use the term Chekhov's gun on this show a decent amount, but this is like the most direct comparison. Like, like they set that there and we're like, mm, mm. <laughs> um, this also makes me think like, what is the timeline of this episode? Because PTA meeting happens sometime that week and then they go to school the next day, but the date is Saturday. And so that means that they fight all of Sunday and then into Monday which is when International Relations Week starts. Okay, so here's what I think. I think the PTA meeting was Thursday night. Okay. Friday is the first day at school that we get where Mr. Corelli is like, next week will be International Relations Week. Mm-hmm. Saturday is the date. They get the video message from Mr. Corelli being like, big reminder, International Relations Week starts Monday. And then Monday, they fight at school. Yes. When is the Hannah I concert think- then? Is the Hannah concert just like a Tuesday or is it like next Friday? <laughs> I literally could not tell you. They give us absolutely no information about that. <laughs> I I do love that she still has her weekly concert in Malibu to a sold out stadium. Good for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, this was actually the first episode that had concert footage in like four weeks, five weeks. It's been really? a very long time without any song that is in best of both worlds in it. He's, I swear for a show that is called Hannah Montana, she is rarely Hannah Montana in these episodes. The one that dropped this week was 214. 2.15 is next week. That one has Hannah recording a song, but it mm-hmm. does not have concert footage. Okay. And so, yeah, we haven't had concert footage since uh, the one that just went up. Everybody was I, best friend fighting. I mean, we talk about this every time I'm on. I'm on the Hannah... I'm on the Hannah Light and the Oliver Light episodes. Like I rarely get on the episodes where it's like about Hannah or Oliver. I would like, I always <laughs> think it's so fun when I see Oliver. Cause I think he's a great character. He's just kind of dumb though. <laughs> <laughs> I was glad that there was less Jackson in this episode because I've been on some Jackson heavy episodes and I can use a break for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to get into the Uh, details now, or are we saving that till later? (laughs) I guess we could go ahead and talk about the B-plot, because it's literally only two scenes. It happens for, like, three seconds, and then it's over. So, yeah, might as well. So, after the scene at school, we get one little B-plot scene. Rico and Jackson are at the shop, and Rico has a problem with the sand on the beach because it doesn't pop enough. So, Rico bought, like, a pallet of Costa Rican sand, which he refers to as the finest in the world, to spread around their section of the beach for some reason. Sure. And he's like, Jackson, unload the sand. And Jackson instead just, like, picks up Rico and hangs him from, I could not tell you where he hangs him. From, like, a coat hook? Yeah, some sort of, like, pipe, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Because he takes him over to, like, where the bathrooms are on the beach and like hangs him up outside that but like we don't see what he's hanging on and it's by his like pants yeah i don't know i don't know the logistics of it are you allowed to put your boss on a wall like that like (laughs) i feel like you can get fired for that (laughs) well that's kind of rico and jackson's whole thing is that like as much as Rico fucks with Jackson and Jackson disobeys Rico, they it's, like, fun for them in some way. I don't know. At least it's fun enough for Rico that he will never, like, actually fire Jackson. Yeah. Because he could have easily just fired him. Yeah. And I think there was recently something, if not in this episode, where there was, like, another Surfshack employee who was there who, like, didn't have any lines. I don't know. So... But yeah, so Jackson hangs Rico up on whatever it is. Rico calls Jackson the worst employee ever, but Jackson says it's only because Rico is the worst boss imaginable. 
and that Rico couldn't last a week working for a jerk like himself. And then Rico says that Jackson wouldn't be able to lead a bonehead like himself. This is like, there have been so many bets between (laughs) Jackson and Rico lately. Really? They decide to basically swap places or swap like roles for the weekend. (laughs) Do you want to just go ahead and talk about the last scene too? (laughs) Yeah. um, Jackson gets to be king for a day, essentially. And Mm -hmm. so... It results when... In my notes, the amount of, like, space that this second B-plot scene takes up, it is three lines. So usually, I will say this, usually my notes are, like, one and a half pages. My this is my, my notes for this episode are not even a page. Like, I don't know what happened. I just, like, didn't care yet. <laughs> but anyways, so, like, Rico and Jackson switch roles... Um, I guess this is on Sunday that the second scene happens because a, a man with a very hefty unibrow walks up to Rico and Jackson after Rico has dumped out all the sand on the floor and yeah. Jackson is like, clean up the sand. <laughs> Rico, and- Rico finally is done unloading the sand and Jackson says, I don't like it. Put it all back. Which like they came in like the kind of bags that like soil comes in. Like there's no getting it back in the bag. No. There's it's just not happening. And what I will say budget <laughs> that um that Jackson is very much upholding his part of the bet and just doing what Rico would do. Rico Rico, what he does has nothing to do with the bet. It is just purely to mess with Jackson. Yeah, it has no. nothing to do with winning or losing the bet. And we never actually see the resolution of the bet. No, we don't know who won the $50 because all that happened is Unibrow guy was like, you're Rico. And Jackson's like, no, I'm not Rico. That's Rico. And they're like, stop picking on little kids. I'm going to beat you up for like making fun of my brother with the Unibrow, who also has a Unibrow. And then Jackson runs away, followed by Unibrow man. And Rico says, ay, 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 brow. <laughs> that's it that's 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 literally it and because so rico was like about to cave on the bet and was like talking back to jackson and jackson was like oh i'm sorry are you saying that you can't handle working under these conditions and that's when the guy with the unibrow comes up to like beat up jackson and again i'm like that has nothing to do with what we've been doing here that's just purely guerrilla warfare tactics like that's not related to anything and rico looks at jackson and is like that's what you get for messing with rico it's like but you guys had a bet with like terms and conditions like it wasn't it wasn't just war like i (laughs) I thought it was so weird and inconsequential and then like they never they never revisit it that's that's all we get is jackson running away and no resolution to the bet and it just ends with Rico hitting the camera dead in the eyes and saying, I, 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 brow. And that's the end of the scene. <laughs> and that's it. It's stupid. I hated it. <laughs> I, 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 brow. <laughs> Drink every time we say, I, 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 brow. <laughs> so <laughs> now we've talked about the whole B plot. And I, you know, I also had way less notes for this episode than like any other. Like, I think it's, like, at most a page and a half that yeah. I have, which because is they, they very go on little. the date, and Miley and Lily are just, like, chilling at home, waiting for them to get home from the date, and they get the weird video from Mr. Corelli. So, before, so, Robbie's about to leave for the date. He's wearing what they're calling his, like, pirate shirt. To me, it looks more like... Like Romeo and Juliet, you know what it's I'm talking very, about? Yeah, it's very Ren Fair. Yeah, it's like a tunic, kind of. Yeah. Um, like a white tunic with like a little bit of lace. I wouldn't even call it puffy. It's just loose. Yeah. It's a loose. It's not fitting. like the puffy shirt from Seinfeld or whatever, you know? It's not piratey. It's just like I would put a doublet over this, you know? <laughs> like I'll also say that like a lot more happened in each of these scenes and I did not write any of it down. I just wrote down the basics. Like I wrote Lily and her mom arrive and they depart for the date. Like there was this whole sequence of like Lily, like trying to get lipstick off her mom's teeth. Who cares? Like it has nothing to do with anything. But so 
yeah, while they're on the date, Miley and Lily are like calculating how things will work once they're like living together. Yeah. And they talk about how there won't be enough room for both of their shoes. And I'm like, you guys are 14. You're going to outgrow all of your shoes in like the span of a year. So like, it won't be a problem. Not that it's ever going to be a problem, but. (laughs) But this is also where I see where you got the idea of like, they're going to do terribly in their international relations assignment because we think they're supposed to be doing their homework and they're calculating how to fit a thousand pairs of shoes into one bedroom. Yeah. And in the first scene with Mr. Corelli, Miley and Lily are like making comments to each other about their own thing but mr corelli thinks that they're just like enthusiastic for international relations week and it's like this extended bit and it's like okay they're clearly foreshadowing that they're gonna fuck up on this project and that's not what happens it's not what happens at all (laughs) um so yeah miley gets a video it's so funny they're sitting there like talking and then Miley goes, oh, hold on. I'm getting a video message. Like, Mr. Corelli's, like, Skyping her or something, which is not what it is. <laughs> no, it's, like, an email video of him going, alert, alert, international relations assignment due Monday. Oh. I I did like Mr. Corelli's video. Um, I thought, I think he <laughs> put a lot of effort into it. And then, like, the main thing we learned from it is that Mr. Corelli lives with his mom, which is a scathing reminder of how poorly teachers are paid in this country. <laughs> Which he says later, too, he's like, I was going to return those. I'm on a teacher's salary. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I think we're, like, meant to believe, based on him living with his mom, that it's because he's, like, a loser. No, it's just good that he's a poor. He's. He, I didn't mean to say he's a poor. I meant to say he's a poor <laughs> teacher. But that is what came out of my mouth. Um, Delete it poor. <laughs> flop. <laughs> um. And they also, Miley says that once their parents are together, they have to get Mr. Corelli a date. And I'm like, okay, where's that episode? I would watch that in a heartbeat. I would watch that too. I want to see him try and get him and uh, Miss Conkle together or whatever. Oh God, not Miss Conkle. I can't <laughs> do another episode where somebody's dating Miss Conkle. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> watch that actually be a subplot in the next season that I just don't know exists. Oh yeah, my God. It'll be funny. <laughs> Uh, but so the parents get back to the house. It's clear that the date didn't go well. Miley is offended by Lily's implication that it's her dad's fault. Mm-hmm. And Lily is offended by Miley saying that her mom is uptight. Lily leaves. And then there's a moment where Miley says that she's glad she's an only child. And then Jackson enters and asks for her help to help him with a pimple on his back. And Miley just like very resigned says, I'll go get my goggles. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I know. That was my favorite moment in the whole episode. Between that and the way Oliver screams at the end during the fish fight is like some of the best like comedic timing in this episode by far. (laughs) No, I thought I thought that moment between Miley and Jackson was so, so good. And I feel like it taught me more about their actual relationship than like anything else we've ever seen on the show prior to that point. she said it it was a perfect line reading all of the ways in which she finds jackson disgusting but this is the thing that she'll be like i'll help you find like what right she she was mad that he left a towel on the floor in his in in his bathroom but she's willing to help him pop a pimple to like put goggles on (laughs) oh she's a multi-layered character this is really giving her some layers honestly There are levels to Miley Stewart. Yeah. The next morning, Miley has made her dad breakfast, but he refuses to be bribed into telling her what happened between him and Heather. And I do think uh, it's funny that Miley, like, cut up the pieces of bacon to spell, please tell me what happened or whatever it says. <laughs> like, it's... And then he's like, I'm not going to tell you anything. And she's like, I wasn't asking. And she's like, he was like, you wrote it in, in like tiny bits of bacon. And she's like, well, the big ones would have taken up all of the plate space or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but we end up finding out, and this is the stupidest thing in the world to me. Um, we end up finding out that Robbie Ray is mad because she tried to pay 50% of the check and wouldn't take no for an answer. That's it. That's all it is, by the way. The year is 2008. 2007? 2007. Um, either way, 
<sighs> what are pay fifty? You live in fucking Malibu. You're both rich, probably. Like- Miley is so defensive of her dad's insistence on this point. She's like, it's just he's just trying to be a gentleman. It's southern hospitality. I'm like, just respect the woman's wishes. It's not uncommon. Also, it's not like you're like teens or young adults, you know, like they're both middle aged with their own successful careers. Like, I don't, I don't get why that's the issue. And it like keeps coming up that like Lily's mom is so uptight and that's the real problem. And it's like, no, the problem is that Billy Ray just like wouldn't respect her wishes. And I just said Billy Ray instead of Robbie Ray. I cannot keep it straight anymore. (laughs) Look, when you have 50 characters and their middle names are all Ray, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait to get to Earl Ray. (laughs) I know we're so close. Um, yeah um but then (laughs) they were talking about how like she asserted herself for paying for the bill or whatever she didn't even ask to pay for the whole thing she just wanted to pay for her portion and miley says she asserted all asserted it all over my daddy's puffy shirt which i think is a very funny line (laughs) yeah apparently she like slapped her car down really fast and it like accidentally splattered something onto his shirt i don't think that's that big of a deal no also, maybe just don't get a new a shirt. Gift. You're like, so rich. You probably has 30 that look just like it. Yeah. Also, wash your hair for the love of God. Um, take a shower. <laughs> yeah, this man didn't take a shower before going on a date with his daughter's best friend's mother, but he's out here upset that she wanted to pay for her portion. What is wrong with you? I'm honestly surprised it's not a bigger deal to him that he's dating his daughter's best friend's mom because he knows that that can hurt Lily and Miley's relationship. Yeah. You know what the plot of this should have been instead of Miley and Lily fighting like their parents battles. It should have been Robbie Ray trying to figure out if it was like ethical for him to do that. And or like, like he and Heather sneaking around dating, you know, that would have been good. And then like Lily and Miley find out and have to like figure out how, like what's going on. Mm-hmm. and like what's gonna happen between everything like when um they kind of figure out that robbie's dating in the first place in that one episode something similar yeah. to that would have been nice for this because it's disney channel just do the same fucking thing again who cares <laughs> <laughs> it worked once do it again they've been reusing b plots lately no well <laughs> uh i just want to mention that miley is wearing big bright blue uggs in this scene I did notice that. The neon pink dress shirt thing? Or is that a different outfit? I don't remember what else she was wearing. I just know she was wearing big blue Uggs. We do get a Lola outfit later, which I do want to talk about. Yes, yes, we will talk about that. Um, Lily says that Robbie just has to apologize for not letting her pay. Miley's offended by this. And again, I'm just like, Lily and her mom are 100% in the right on this. Like, okay, even if Heather is uptight about other things, that is not a weird or dysfunctional or uncommon thing to be, like, hard-lined on. It's a very normal thing to have a particular stance like that. Very rarely, though, is Miley right. So it's not surprising. This is true. (laughs) It's not surprising that I'm on Lily's side for this one as well. Yeah, the next scene we get is Oliver and Sarah are talking about International Relations Week. Um, the country that Oliver has invented is all about picking up girls. And Sarah's is all about sustainability. Oliver's like, yeah, Sarah, but do you have an army? And she's like, no. <laughs> and he's like, well, then. And she's like, you know, your people will revolt against you and hang you by your thumbnails. <laughs> like, I just wrote Sarah's a wild card and I love her. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I maintain Sarah was so, so ahead of her time. Sarah would be the protagonist if this show was made today. (laughs) Yeah. But I would say, like, most of the names are pretty good. Mylantis is a very good name for a made up country about Miley. (laughs) Lily did make the good joke that, like, Mylantis sounds like a prescription drug. It does. (laughs) Which is really good. So. Apparently also, so Lily and Miley are still fighting at school. Mm-hmm. And apparently up until that day, they used to celebrate friendship week anniversaries, And this was like going to be their 200th week anniversary. And I'm like, that seems like a low number 
for how long that they've known each other. But what do I know? That's four years ish. I guess. I guess that's fine. I and don't Miley, know. Um, like, I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, when did Miley move to Malibu from Tennessee? Like, we don't super know the timeline of everything. But if her mom only died like four years before this, I think it makes sense for them to be friends for about four years. I guess. Um, I also, know. like, they, they would, like, exchange gifts for their week of anniversaries. I'm like, that has got to yeah. add up. <laughs> I mean, they're, she's rich. I get her. She she has her hand in money, I guess. But I don't know. It, it's a lot. Then uh, Corelli announces that four countries are going to engage in an exercise where they debate over a bucket full of fish. He selects Oliver, Sarah, Miley, and Lily. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, if this was real life, a teacher would never put their friends together in a group like that. They would see it as too distracting. But apparently Miley's country owns all the fish because they had like a great fishing season. But all the countries border the sea that like the fish were caught in. So now they have to like debate how to handle trade. Mm-hmm. Basically, Miley and Lily just like won't stop yelling at each other. They make all the fish into metaphors about their parents and their perceived issues. Miley drops a fish down Lily's shirt and Lily drops a fish down Miley's shirt. And then one of them, I forget who it was, um, hits the other one like across the face with a fish. Mm-hmm. And it sort of devolves into fish fight. <laughs> yeah. So Mr. Corelli is like, Hey guys, I was going to return those. <laughs> and this is after he made a comment about how, um, the fish he got were, like, kind of old because of his teacher's salary. Yeah. So, like, for starters, he bought secondhand fish, and then he was going to return the secondhand fish. And it's, so, like, a big bucket of fish. It's and huge. they're And they're, like, fighting and fighting and fighting, and Mr. Corelli just goes, okay, give me the fish, and they all throw the fish at him. And they throw, like, every fish one by one. Yeah, and it's, just like, a tidal wave of fish at him. That, that, that part was funny. Yeah. <laughs> And then Miley and Lily escape somehow. And then we get like Oliver, like trying to crawl his way out of the classroom. And Sarah's going, get back here. And he's going, no. And, like, it just, it turned into like, the weirdest thing. Yeah. It turns into like everybody in the class throwing fish at each other. Yeah. And Miley and Lily, yeah, they escape out into the hallway and there was no reason for any of that to lead to them reconciling. No, None whatsoever. They, they just get like, out of the hallway and they're like, I miss you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what are we doing? We're fighting our parents <laughs> battles or whatever. And I, I was like, they solved this too fast. They're like, uh, I know I did not see how or why they had a breakthrough in that moment. But anyway, they, yeah, they realized, realized that they were fighting other people's fights. Yeah, they realized they were at the 20-minute mark in the episode. They only had three minutes left to film, so they had to, like, wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> so I don't remember, but they're like, our parents reconciled. And then Hannah performs Life's What You Make It. And after the show, Hannah and Lola both come home with Robbie And they're like, do you think Heather had a good time at the concert? And she enters in the exact same outfit that Lola is wearing. And it's a lot. It's a lot. And full-size Lola. And, like, you you think these Lola outfits look childish on Lola. Oh, my God. When one is on a 45-year-old woman, does it look childish? Because it's a pink bob with bangs, Mm -hmm. many black necklaces, a white shirt with a pink guitar spray painted onto it. A like puffy long skirt, like checkered. It's like skirt. a tutu skirt. Yeah. And like boots and tights. <laughs> and like a lot of jewelries on the wrist. And like fingerless gloves, of course. Yeah. And like a headband and the bit and the, the hair. It's just like a lot. It's one of those outfits that's like too much for Lola. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those where like okay, the wardrobe team had it out for Emily Osment. And apparently Heather Locklear, too. The color scheme wasn't offensive, like some of them have been, but... No, like, pink and black was very much mid-2000s. Like It was very in. It was... Yeah. We can all thank Avril Lavigne for making pink and black a huge deal. I always remember, um, oh, what's her face from American Idol, Diana DeGarmo or whatever, she was like, I only wear pink and black. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, wow. Um, Throwback to when I watched American Idol for like three seasons. (laughs) The thing is, that's the end of the episode. That's how it ends. We don't get any more Jackson Rico. We get nothing other than Heather Locklear going, woo, dancing around. And that's the end. And you know what? I'm mad about it. (laughs) Yeah. So what we can assume based off of this little bumper is that Heather Truscott does in fact know the Hannah secret because she was at a Hannah concert and then brought back to the Stewart house afterwards. Yes. We got no further information. The only thing we got was, yes, she does know the Hannah secret. That's it. I assume she must have signed an NDA though. I mean, there's, there's no way. There's no way. I mean, again, the show would never in a million years address it, but there is absolutely no way that if this weren't a real situation, she would be under the most ironclad NDA money can buy. Yeah, because, like, I mean, the very first episode, Lily finds out, and it's since then that I'm pretty sure her mom should have had to know because Lily goes to all the concerts with Miley. Yeah, this is what we were talking about when we first thought about it, was it, like, logistically wouldn't make any sense for Lily to know but her parents not to know. And it's they the spend way with, too much time together. It's the same thing with Oliver. I assume his, at least his mom knows. Well, and Oliver just started being part of the Hannah entourage. So I wonder if we'll get any further insight into that in future episodes. I'm not optimistic, but, <laughs> but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah. But confirmed that Lily's mom knows that the Hannah secret, at least. <laughs> and confirmed she has got it going on. Yes. Thank you, Heather Locklear. <laughs> I, have to, I have to say, for the audience's sake, that last night, Courtney texted me and was like, what's the name of the episode I'm watching? Lily's mom has got it going on. And I was like, yes. And she was like, are you serious? I was just joking. <laughs> I was. I had no idea. You didn't know it was the actual episode title. No. I just figured it was going to be a Stacey's mom reference because I assumed they were going to make her seem hot the whole time. And they did. Well, god damn it, you were right. Stacey's mom <laughs> is the obvious choice there. So. Stacey's mom has got it going on. I love that song. <laughs> well, god. I don't this like episode- Hannah- I don't like the Hannah song that played. Life's what you make it. Yeah. I liked that song a lot when it first came out. I don't think it's one of my favorites now, though. Yeah. I'm not as familiar with the season two music as I am the season one music, for sure. You should listen to the season two album. It's it's a lot of hits. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I know most of I feel like I know the big ones, but I don't. Like this one, it rang a bell. Life's what you make like, it. Nobody's perfect. Um, nobody's perfect make know, some yeah. noise. We got the party. Old Blue Jeans. I do know that one. Yeah. Uh, I love Old Blue Jeans. What's what's the other ones? Let me pull it up in my iTunes. Because I do, in fact, have it in my iTunes. <laughs> I mean, I own the season one CD along with the High School Musical 1 soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And the High School Musical 2 soundtrack. So, And I own the Cheating I mean, Girls CD. Yeah. I owned Allie and AJ. I had the Drake Bell CD. <laughs> like... I had all the music. Uh, we haven't. I don't think we've heard Rockstar yet, but that's this season. Um, Bigger know. Than Us, True Friend. We've heard both of those. I know both of those, yeah. Uh, One in a Million, which we've heard plenty of times. And You and Me Together, which we've only heard the teensiest, teensiest bit of. I don't think I know. Um, in the Brooke Shields yet. episode. Do we get The Climb? Has that happened yet? No, that's in the movie. Okay. <laughs> Don't mention the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Watch party. Oh, boy. Um, Well, any final thoughts on this episode? Was there anything we didn't address? Uh, No, not that I remember. (laughs) (laughs) I really thought thought it was going to be more exciting that Lily's mom was showing up. I really thought this episode was going to be way more fun than it was. I thought it was going to be way more fun, way more exciting, give us way more material. But it was like the most throwaway episode in weeks. And you had Heather Locklear there for no fucking reason, man. Like (laughs) Just to look hot. That's it. Well, you gotta do what you gotta do. But. Yeah, I don't I don't know that there's much else to be said. I, I had high hopes for this. And maybe if I hadn't had high hopes, 
And if we hadn't like had anticipation for getting to this one, mm-hmm. uh, maybe I would have liked it more, but I kind of don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess I just have higher expectations for these like bigger episodes than maybe I maybe I shouldn't because it's a Disney Channel show from 2007. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm putting too much on it. <laughs> I will. I mean, this episode had some really funny moments. Yeah. That's true. And oh. I mean, I don't want to discredit that, but I mean, no. the rest of it was pretty weak. <laughs> I think I think my big issue is like, I think my problem is that I know Disney Channel shows can be good. And I remember yes. Disney Channel shows being good. And so it's so disappointing. Yes, exactly. The show that I watched so much of as a kid isn't as good as the other shows I watched as a kid. Like Liz McGuire, weird, still pretty good. That's a Raven is a fantastic show. Like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody might be bad. I don't know. I haven't watched it in a minute. But like, it just feels like they should be better. But maybe I'm just remembering it wrong, you know? Yeah, I think that's been like my big takeaway from a lot of this is that like of the Disney Channel shows I've watched, I loved, loved, loved Hannah Montana. Yeah. And I still very much enjoy watching it. It's not good though. No. <laughs> like it's not there. I can count on one hand the episodes that I can say unequivocally are good episodes <laughs> of television. Of Hannah Montana is a different category, but good episodes of television, that is a very small list. Yeah. Because I think back on like a lot of Nickelodeon shows I've watched, and I've rewatched a lot of Nickelodeon shows as an adult, and they're good shows. Like Danny Phantom, Avatar The Last Airbender, I watched Drake and Josh recently, and it was really good. Like I can definitively say like not all children's TV is bad. No. It's just sometimes you remember it better than it is. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you know, I, I genuinely encourage all people that love stuff that they loved in their childhood to go back and watch it as adults with like a critical eye, not to like change their opinion of it, but just to like see how it holds up and like watch it with an open mind to like see if it actually does hold up. Because I feel like there's a lot of things that people really hold on to from their youth that I think if they were to actually like watch it today critically, like it wouldn't be as good. (laughs) Um, all that being said i i do love you hannah montana i'm not (laughs) i i i critique because i care (laughs) i mean yeah it's because you it is a show that we loved when we were kids and it's also it there's so much potential in every episode and they just always choose the path of least resistance you know yeah that's what sucks about it I feel like Zach and Cody was the same way where it was like, they just chose the easiest way out of things. Most episodes. I don't know. The only episode of Zach and Cody that I've watched recently was the one that was for the crossover. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember. Although I did watch a lot of Zach and Cody as a kid. So Mm -hmm. maybe I'll have to revisit some of it. Um, What'll be your next podcast? Final thoughts? Um, No. Wash your hair, Billy. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, my God. Um, Do you want to let people know where they can find you? Oh, yeah. I have podcasts. Um, So I have two podcasts. I have Ramsey's Recaps. It's at Ramsey's Recaps on Instagram and whatever. We put out new episodes every Wednesday. It's my Gordon Ramsey Kitchen Nightmares Recap Show. We are into season two right now. Um, We just came back from a break. I don't know when this episode's coming out, but we're into season two right now. That's fine. I don't need to know. That's fine. And then I have Trailer (laughs) Crashed. And uh, Trailer Trashed, no Ian Trashed, uh, we are on our road trip across the U.S. We're watching a movie that's set in every state, and we're over halfway done now. We're almost through the south, so we're making our <laughs> way up to the northeast, and yeah, it's a good time, so check us out over there. Come watch Oh Brother, Where Art There with us. <laughs> great, great film. Um, have you like already picked what your remaining states' movies are going to be? For the most part, yeah, we're like debating a few still, but we definitely know what we're doing for like Florida and Georgia. We have so many movies we don't know what we're going to do for New York. We're definitely yeah. Getting- that's that's the thing. I was thinking about a, a state like New York, where like New York <laughs> most movies so, are like set there. <laughs> yeah, so New York, our idea was that we're going to hit New York on our way up the coast, mm-hmm. and then loop around and end in New York. So we're going to do, I think, a total of four movies set in New York. Oh wow! Yeah, but two I at see. a time um gotcha but we're, we're definitely doing like a stephen king movie for maine we just don't know which one yet because that's the obvious choice 
Um, but yeah, kind of, it's a fun time. We we've done Paper Moon. We just did To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, we do a lot of classics. We do a lot of queer films. We do a lot of women-driven films. Like we did Thelma and Louise, which was a lot of fun, <laughs> and Steel Magnolias, which was really great. Mm-hmm. So, if you like hearing me talk, come listen to me talk more on my other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Courtney. I'm very glad you were able to fit me into your schedule this week. It's a big help for me. I'm very busy for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't be. I'm not employed, but for some reason, I'm busy. (laughs) And thanks so much to all of you for tuning into today's episode of Pumping Up the Podcast. I hope you'll join me next week where we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 20 of Hannah Montana. It's called I Will Always Loathe You. So tune in for that. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to give us a follow, we're on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod, Instagram at Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm on Twitter at Lovely Lacey, Instagram at Actor Elise. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, keep on pumping up the party. <laughs>